All right. Welcome to Backdoor Cover. Week two of the NFL football season. We've got Can't Miss Mitch. We've got Pete the Irish Guy. We've got the Algo. We got a badass Patreon. Let's motherfucking go. Here we go. And we're off. What's up, gentlemen? What's up? There we go. You know, week one in the books, fellas. It was a good one for everybody but me. I mean, my red zone was absolute bananas. Like, I bought it ten minutes before the games went off, and I think it paid for my. I e- easily mm-hmm. got my money's worth. I had to go to a baby shower at two o'clock. And so I get there. I'm like, God damn it. I'm at a baby shower. And we're all, all the dudes go out into the backyard. There's a giant cooler. There's a giant TV fires it up. And Scott Hansen comes on. And he says, or Chris Hansen or whatever, whichever Hansen it is. He says, it's the witching hour. And then it was just fucking all out madness for like the next 45 minutes. And it was amazing. It was so much fun, dude. I'm so happy to have the NFL back. Yeah, that was, that was absolutely carnage. Uh, <laughs> My old man had never fucking watched Red Zone before. And he texted me about 150 times in that mm-hmm. that witching hour. And he was like, this is the greatest fucking television I've ever seen in my life. This is amazing. How have I never watched Red Zone before? And I was like, yeah, it's a completely different experience. Scott Hansen might be the greatest like personality talent in terms of NFL announcing on the planet. Like He's incredible. He's he is phenomenal. They did a yeah, good job. But- the the Octobox... Full chub. So real quick, let's run through this, uh, what the deal is with the Algo episodes moving forward. So this is going to be our free episode that we put out every week on our primary feed. We're going to pick three to five games. Uh, We did three last week. I think we're going to do five this week, and we'll probably do five moving forward. Still to be determined, but we'll give you guys a taste of the goods of the Algo. Starting in week four, we're going to release two paid, two episodes of Algo picks behind the paywall, behind the, the Patreon subscription uh, it'll be our, our primary Sunday slate, and then we'll have a Monday night uh, and Sunday night Pick'em's episode. So what do you do? You go to the description of this podcast. There's a link there. You click it. That takes you to our Patreon. At the moment, it's $5 a month. Uh, in the future, that could go up to a higher monthly fee. But if you get in now, you're locked in at that $5 per month. So you're uh, you're benefiting yourself getting in now at the lower fee. And yeah, there's going to be all sorts of great stuff on there. There's a Discord channel, which I'm sure you've all heard about through different podcasts you listen to, but essentially it's a way for you guys to talk to each other, to talk to us uh, via text. It's like Slack, basically. And then lastly, uh, Mitch is going to post the Algos uh, outputs every single week. So you'll have a text, uh, well, it's not virtual. You will have a visual uh, representation of our picks early enough for you to put all your money, every single paycheck into the NFL and get rich as a motherfucker. So that's the plan here. Did I miss anything, Mechie? I think you nailed it. Uh, the other thing that we're going to be doing on there, there'll be occasionally weekly contests without any yeah. um, uh, buy-in whatsoever. I'm also going to be posting the top five picks from the Circus Sports Million. In fact, it's just going to be a screenshot up there. So a lot more content visually. Uh, you've got everything you need there. There'll be the algo cheat sheet for your survivor pools and whatever other office pools you're in, it'll all be on the Patreon. And look, we're doing this because we need to bring in a little bit of a revenue stream because Mitch has been churning out algo picks. Like he's working in a sweatshop for free for the last two years. And Pete, the Irish guy can't even get his U S residency. He needs a little bit of cash flow coming in here. So these funds are going to go towards funding our, our, our newly acquired talent. So you guys are officially a, 
uh, under the moniker. You guys are are officially uh, backdoor cover talent, as if you weren't already. Well, all I fucking do is produce winners. <laughs> I mean, that's a per- that's a perfect segue into into last week's record. Um, Brad, what was the records for last week? Huh? Uh, let me open these up. And I'm not that excited to review this for personal reasons, but uh, if we are looking at it from hot to cold, Pete the Irish guy, eleven and five. 11, scorching 11 and 5. We got Mitch at 10 and 6. And then uh, we got this other guy, uh, myself, at uh, 4 and 12. So uh, you were at 60%, by the way, 68%. I was at 60%. Uh, you stunk, Brad. So um, one uh, one uh, adjustment here. In my actual office pick'ems pool, I went 7 and 6. So I guess I came to my okay. senses between the time we recorded and uh, Thursday when I put that picks sheet in. But... Yo, no one gives a shit about that. Well, I'm just uh, saying, I, you, you know. You stink. Okay, fair. And uh, your opinions from now and here until the foreseeable future um, no longer are valid, and no one is listening whenever you speak. So just remember that. I stink or, so bad that we're recording they virtually. Are listening, and, and you, you fade. fade Brad. Yeah, exactly. Right now, absolutely. fade him. Well, yeah, I agree. There's something That's all you said do. about consistency here, boys. Most I'm importantly, from, I'm not even from this fucking country, and I can fucking pick these games better than any other American can fucking pick them. Unless I the Patriots are involved. Machine picks them. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Most importantly, the Algo went eight and eight. Keep in mind that its best bet was Seattle. It had 20 points of value on the Hawks at home, which was mental. I mean, we were talking about this. And I love the fact that the number one lock was Seattle and they absolutely won. They won home. Yeah. And and that was great. It it had some nice winners in there. Um, And I think for week one, it didn't hurt anybody. What's what's just as equally as important. The top five bets that I posted up there that I put on circus sports million went 60%. If we can hang in at 60% all year long, Everybody is making money who tails that. You can't lose on those numbers. If you Unless look- you're Brad <laughs> and you enter in the wrong information and you take the wrong side. So I don't know why I'm about to hype you up after you keep uh, you keep bringing me down, but I just want to call this out here. So Pete, the, the games he got wrong, San Francisco, everybody in America got that wrong. Cincinnati went into overtime and was kind of a bullshit game that they could have gone either way. But really, since he had every right to win that game, they just fucking blew it. Uh, the other ones, he lost New England, Carolina, and Jacksonville. So what he got right was Houston, Atlanta. He got the Giants. There's a ton of stinkers in here. He got Seattle. Like they, You picked, you got Detroit. Like A ton of, of stinkers in here that were very difficult to pick you pulled out. So uh, yeah, way to go. One, listen, week one is always a tough week. Um, I... I have, I'm in a, a, a pick'em uh, league as well, where you where everyone pays each week. I won I won week uh, week one of it, so I'm off off the board. But yeah, it's a tough week to get games right. You're kind of going in a little blind, or like you know, at the end of the day, what we saw in red zone was NFL games. They all come down to the last fucking possession. That's what fucking it's amazing. Every fucking game. Anytime you see lines that are six, six and a half, seven, seven and a half especially with road favorites, it's just fucking bonkers. Mm. And it always comes down to the end. You know, regardless of those 
you may lose a couple of those, but you're going to be in it till the last fucking possession, right? You, they may end up covering the seven or whatever, but it normally happens to where the other team has a chance at the end to tie it up. So games are always close. I was really proud of the Algo for a couple of the plays. And I just want to say this because last week when I personally prognosticated the Detroit Philadelphia Ooh. game, go back and listen to the tape because I literally laid it out for you. Like I had the sports almanac play by play. I mean, it literally worked out exactly how I described it. The algo backed it. I loved how the algo backed Pittsburgh. I loved how the algo backed Houston. I loved how they backed uh, Seattle. So, um, should we get started on uh, yeah, let's go. Let's week start. two? Let's, let's week sink two. our teeth into week two. Here we go. Okay. So we've got the Chargers. Actually, this is going to be a great game. Chargers on the road against Kansas City. Guys, this line opened up at KC laying two and a half. It's now up to four. I'm seeing four and a half at FanDuel. But across the board, you're getting four points uh, on Chargers as a road dog. By the way, 61% of the money. Is coming in on KC. What do we think? Yeah, obviously, all the money is going to be on KC after what they did week one. I mean, putting up 40-something. What tends to happen is everyone sees what happened last week and presumes it's going to happen again, right, in week two. Uh, Here's a perfect, perfect example of that. But what's funny is the line isn't six and a half or seven. So that's telling you... Yeah. how good Vegas thinks the Chargers are and how, how much people respect them. The line open very fucking tight, has pushed a little bit uh, in the Chiefs' favor, but it's a very difficult game to pick. The Chargers are really, really good. The Chiefs are awesome. But I think the key here to this game is the Cardinals fucking stunk it up last week. Don't go by anything off that game. I think this game is a last possession game. I'm going to take the Chargers. I like it. I, f- I feel like you're on to something here with America being caught up in the moment of the outcome of the Chiefs-Cardinals game. That Chiefs defense looked good, though, to me. That is something that did yeah. stick out to me that's really important here. The, uh, clearly, their offense is whatever, otherworldly, and uh, they are not missing a beat without Cheetah. Uh, I like the Chiefs here to 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 beat the spread here. Uh, the four four point spread. I, I I'm gonna take the uh, KC hot hand. I'm gonna ride with it. Hey, look. Let's just talk about teams that should have covered because mm. I love the shoulda, woulda, coulda conversations. Those are a gambler's favorite three words. Vegas should have covered. Yeah, that three and a half point spread. And I would have really preferred if they did because the Yaga would have had a winning record. I thought that one was in the bag and they shot themselves in the foot a few times. It also says how good Vegas is. Uh, Chargers are a good football team, but the Kansas City Chiefs are a Super Bowl team. And that is a big difference. Mahomes is on a revenge tour. There is no way that they will not go so deep into the playoffs and Peter, we've got our championship parlay chiefs to win the Super Bowl. They look like that team. He looked absolutely flawless. Um, I don't know how you cover this team. I will say the additions of Juju and Valdez Scantling, they almost felt like a non-event. They looked like 
average receivers. To me, I expect those guys to get better. A lot of drop balls that I myself would have absolutely made with a pair of those ticky-tacky gloves, 100%. I love the Chiefs here laying the four. I really do. Most importantly, the value index algorithm has Kansas City winning 31 to 26, four-point spread. You're getting a point of value on KC. That makes me feel really good on Thursday night. Nice. So uh, to recap, Pete's got the uh, Chargers, the Clippers. We got Kansas City. Me Me and Mitch got Kansas City. We do. Let's ride. All right. Uh, another game that, well, I should say, uh, we're going to go to Sunday and give you two early Sundays and two late afternoon Sunday picks. The Jets at Cleveland. I don't think anybody gives a crap about this game. This line opened up at Cleveland laying four and a half. Uh, it's now laying six across most books. Cleveland looked very, very good. Kareem Hunt and Chubb hasn't even got going yet. What do you yeah, think, Pete? Um, I care greatly about this game, considering this is my week two survivor <laughs> pick. Oh, I yeah. think it's going to be a pretty simple strategy for me this year. You, you take whoever the Jets are going to play against, you try <laughs> to avoid their three wins maybe that they're going to have, three or four wins that they'll have. But... Um, Oh, do we lose Pete? He's got he's got bunk. Does Pete have bunk Wi-Fi? I, I think he uh, is going in and out here. Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh. Well, we're gonna uh, we'll come back to him when he comes back online here. Yeah, that's uh, right. What so do you think about this? I'm looking at it, and let me get my numbers back up here. Pete's got me distracted, so I'm looking. There at, he is. I, I'm looking at Cleveland from last week, and I mean. Other than letting 17 points go up in the fourth quarter, which is the only reason why that game against Carolina even looked remotely close, that they just de- they destroyed Carolina. Their their defense looked extremely good. It's that same formula: run the ball, play stellar defense. Uh, clearly, quarterback play isn't the greatest asset that they have in their back pocket, but I think they've got more than enough, especially versus a shitty team, to cover six. Uh, this goes right in the face of what? Oh no, actually, because Peter was saying seven points is what you want to stay stay away from. But, anyways, six points. I'm comfortable with that. I ride with Cleveland. They impressed me last week. Pete, we lost you. Uh, yeah. Get better Wi-Fi, will you? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. It's we're we're living we're living frugally up here. You know, yeah. <laughs> the times are tight. There's a recession on the way, boys. Um, but the bandwidth doesn't reach up in these net northern parts of the city either. But uh, I will say, I'm taking Cleveland here. I think they fucking run the ball a bajillion mm. times. They hand it off to their two horses. And as you said, Brad, last week shouldn't have been that close against Carolina for a blown play at the end, like on that 75 yard you know, yeah. bomb that they threw. Right. Um, I, I mean, it'll be a whole dose of Garrett off the edge all day, just taking Flacco's head off. The Jets aren't going to be able to fucking handle that. I, this is an easy Browns pick for me. Jets will struggle to score in that stadium. Browns will put up 30. Yeah, this is a a, a really scary game because as I was watching the Jets who were down in the red zone a handful of times and just ended up coughing up the ball. 
they were in that game late. I mean, they get a two point and one of those scores and they actually cover the spread. So as bad as this team looks from points scored so far, I actually think that the Jets uh, are going to be better. And this game is going to be closer than what people think. Mm. I like the Jets here. I don't love that pick, but I do like that. I think they are lucky. Cleveland is lucky to have won that game last week. It just felt like, I think uh, Carolina must have had like, they put the ball on the ground like five times. Granted, I think they only had one turnover. But yeah, I mean, they're obviously going to get a heavy dose of Chubb. He put up 140 yards last week. I don't think that's going to happen against the Jets. I do think this team is obviously better. Cleveland wins. But I think this is too many points here. Why, uh, and why don't you think they're going to get a whole dose of Chubb this week? They are going to get a dose of Chubb. I just don't think they're going to have the same success as uh, they did at, versus on, that at Carolina. Home against the Jets, they're going to have less success than on the road in Carolina. Yeah, that's that's my take. Eighty-two percent of the money is Thank on the Jets. I feel terrible about that. I feel Thank absolutely you. terrible Thank about that. I feel terrible about that. The algorithm. Yeah. I hope the algorithm is right here. Has Cleveland winning 23 to 14. This is a blowout. Cleveland wins in a landslide. You're getting almost three points of value here uh, by taking Cleveland. Right. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how you could take the Jets. It was week one at home. The best chance they're gonna get to catch a, a decent team, maybe not at full at full throttle. And you know, they still got beaten pretty comfortably in the end. Now they gotta go in on the road. Uh, against Cleveland, they'll be all fired up. Their defense looks good. I think this is a, an easy game. All right. Carolina at the Giants. This line is at Giants laying two. No real money movement here. Giants had a big, big win late against Tennessee, who felt like they were dominated and absolutely non-existent. So was that the Giants D or was that just the offense just – absolutely stuttering in the second half. I, Giants defense is pretty good. I mean, they played well. They were good at the at a lot of times last year as well. They lost so many games last year by one score, by late field goals. Uh, they were in a bunch of low-scoring games last year. The defense can play football. They got they drafted really well on the D-line, which they always do. They've got good corners. I love, love the Giants in this spot. I, I, I mean, listen, I love the Giants this season. I just think they're undervalued. I think Saquon, as I said, he's bound to be fucking healthy at some point, right? <laughs> he's and certainly rested. He is, we just saw what happened. He's a year now off the, the ACL tear. His fucking speed was ridiculous. If you saw the two-point conversion, I mean, fucking Tennessee had it perfect. They knew what play was going. Yeah. They had two guys right there to fucking take him on the shuffle pass. And he just cut to the right, got in the end zone. The kid's unbelievable. Daniel Jones played so fucking good as well. At one point, he was 15 or 17. He He's really accurate. Um, if they can just get the, uh, the other offensive weapons going, which they have talent. They got Tony, Galladay, Shepard. Like, they have some weapons there. I think the Giants are going to be good. I love them to beat Carolina by 10 here, 10 plus. Yeah, my initial perspective is looking at that game last week, New York uh, versus Tennessee. 
I didn't think about the whatever the the Giants defense much in my initial take, but like looking back at the box score, they let them score in the first, second, and third quarter. But when it was time to like cinch it up and like stop Tennessee, zero points put up in the fourth quarter, which is kind of I don't know. To me, that's a telling story when it when the when it's nut cutting time, your team shows up and, and puts a a, a, st- a solid performance. So yeah, if this defense can play, if this defense can hang on. You got Saquon. You've got some of that other talent at receiver. I think Saquon comes out and murders people this year. Uh, I like the Giants in this spot. I mean, not a bad take. I think uh, when you look at Barkley, clearly, Pete, you were right. And Barkley is absolutely looking like the vintage Barkley we saw in college and early on in his professional career. I was say, yeah, we haven't fucking seen him, so we don't fucking know, really. We're in college. Yeah, he's breaking those big, big runs. I mean, the guy put a buck 60 plus on the ground. He ripped one for close to 70 yards. I don't know necessarily if he's going to be able to do that against Carolina. I want to lean Carolina. This is a difficult pick. I just felt like Carolina really shot themselves in the foot. They should have won that game. And I don't think that they're going to start the season at 0 and 2. And so I'll take the two points. In fact, I'll probably take the money line here on Carolina. And I really like Carolina here to come out on top and and win this. This is a perfect money line bet. I think the Giants got very lucky in Tennessee. Uh really just played some bad defense and gave up those big bomb runs. Here's what the Algo thinks. It has uh, Carolina winning outright 20 to 17. Uh, you're getting close to five points of value with Carolina. I feel good to be on that side of that the action. Like, it sounds like such a giant scoreline, like 2017 or ah. you know, 17 14 late. Um, but yeah, Giants can run. Listen, the Browns showed the Giants that they can run all over the Panthers. The Giants are going to follow suit. We got the Rams at home against Mariota and the Falcons, who one of the things you said early on when we were breaking down the NFC is Marcus isn't that bad. And we really haven't got to see him as of late. But one of the my favorite gifts that exist is that Falcon that just going, I don't know what he's doing. He's just opening his mouth and it just says the Falcons are going to do what the Falcons do, which is lose football games, but they do cover this line. Yeah. By the way, it's 10 and a half. And let me just tell you something. This line opened up at 13 and a half money's going the other direction on Atlanta. Yeah, clearly because they're not that bad. I mean, the saints are going to be a decent team this year. And yeah, as you said, like Atlanta should have won. They should have won the game. Uh, they shouldn't have pissed that away. They had a big lead, as they usually fucking do, and they fucked it up because they're the Falcons, and the mojo with them is just fucking so bad uh, since 28-3. But I think, um, yeah, this is way too many points. I mean, you can't justify taking the Rams here. It, double digits in the NFL just seems crazy. Um, you know, if Atlanta come out and get the ball first and go down and score, you're like – wait, what the fuck? I'm, I need fucking 18 fucking points to win this game. It's a lot. So uh, I'll take Atlanta just because it, uh, it's so many points and they played a close one last week and the Rams looked, you know, really poor. Shaky. I, that's, I'm in the same boat, man. I like Atlanta in the spot just because of how poorly 
the Rams looked playing uh, Buffalo last week. And I mean, it, it, I'm being a little harsh on the Rams. Like they didn't look terrible, but they didn't look that great. Uh, clearly they lost. And I think Atlanta has the, the, the talent on the offensive side of the ball, especially at skill positions to at least keep this close, closer than the spread yeah. would indicate. I, I agree with what you said. I think the skill positions and kind of the surprise of Cordell Patterson, who put a buck 20. I mean, that's just he's a, a badass, big old dude. boy. He's, he's a scary guy. And Mariana, really smart with the football. Granted, he didn't throw for a touchdown. He had a few drops by, um, what's his name? Zacchaeus or something. I don't know how to pronounce any Zacharias name. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Zacchaeus. Um, I like London. I do like what they have there. They've got it. Mariota needs to find uh, Pitts the ball more. He only caught two balls. Right. He was targeted seven times. If you want to win football game, you've got the best up and coming tight end and they've got to find Pitts. But I liked how Mariota made the decision to make those runs. Yeah, he looked great. He had 72 yards on the ground. He did phenomenal. Um, but I think the amount of yards that this offense is putting up in Atlanta and their defense, uh, I think they're going to be able to hang hang around uh, with, with L.A. I mean, they put 400 uh, yards on the ground. Granted, they almost gave up the same amount, mm. but I think there's too many points. Um, and I, I, I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, Atlanta here. That's our first trifecta. All three of us got it. So it's automatic. Take the Rams. If that's the case, (laughs) but the one thing that we do have in our favor, uh, the algorithm, this is bonkers, by the way, has Atlanta winning outright 24 to 19. You're getting 15 points of value on the Falcons. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. (laughs) I don't hate it. Yeah. You know, it could be, it, it wouldn't shock me for us to be sitting here talking about, wow, who would have thought the Rams would be owing to, you know, and there to be little fires being lit under people's asses that are still fucking celebrating their Super Bowl win and McVeigh to get things going. So that wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't re- either make me think really any less of the Rams. Like the the Falcons will be, will be you know, half decent with Mariota and they're still an NFL team and can win at any point, but yeah, I, that's crazy that the algorithm hasn't went in there, right? But I love it. I love being on that side. You don't yeah, see I many 15-point value indexes. That's all uh, We saw a couple. We Not saw many, a couple though. last week. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, the last game on this uh, edition of the free picks that we are giving out, we've got the Texans heading to mile high. Denver opened up laying 10 and a half. It's now... Uh, 10, that number creeped down on FanDuel at nine and a half. So if you're looking for some action on Denver, hop on over to FanDuel, you're getting an extra half a point. Man, you know, I think everybody talked about it uh, yesterday on Overreaction Monday, as everybody called it. How do you not hand the ball or at least put the ball in Russell Wilson's hand and and let him get you five yards. I mean, it's almost automatic. And I kind of love what Kornheiser said. You know, uh, the worst decision I've seen them make is throwing the ball at the goal line. Uh, this is obviously below that. But, <laughs> yeah, kind of a bonehead mistake uh, by a rookie coach. To me, I see, I just, I don't think that last week is indicative of what the Broncos will be moving forward. I think it was a, a new coach getting his, whatever, sea legs under him, a new quarterback getting his sea legs under him, playing in a very hostile environment and in his previous team. 
I think that the Broncos, how many times did they get down in the within the five yard line and not come away with points? Like four or five times? Like this could have easily They had two been, turnovers in the red zone at the goal line. And and there was other uh, lost opportunities as well. Like there could have there was a lot of potential uh chance whatever for points that the Broncos didn't convert. I think that they will convert those moving forward. Not always, but I think that it certainly at a higher clip than they did last week. I, I think Houston <laughs> played over their heads versus Indy. I think Indy came out and really laid a stinker and made me and Mitch look like some stinkers because uh, we liked their over. I believe that was their big bet, wasn't it, on our over-unders bet with Mike and, and uh, Peter. We liked Indy. Regardless, uh, Houston's, I think, played above their heads. I don't think they're, they're that good, and I don't think that Denver is as bad as they look. So I think that this is a coming back to the whatever, median, back to uh, regression to the... Yeah, mean, mean reversion. That's right. So that's I'm taking uh, Denver to pull their fucking heads out of their asses. Good luck. Yeah, no, this game is way too many points. Mm. Great, another good example of Texans just, you know, no one thinks they're any fucking good. Um, going off last week, Davis Mills is fucking better than people think. He certainly He's better is. better than fucking Matt Ryan. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> Matt Ryan fucking sucks absolute dog dick he is so garbage last week was the most perfect matt, matt ryan fucking stat line ever 32 of 50 for like 300 something yards a td and a pick doesn't get it done late and his and his quarterback rating is like 83 or something like he's just not that good everyone thinks this guy's fucking awesome he's not he had, he had 161 yards on the ground from jonathan taylor and he couldn't fucking win that game mm. against a team that no one thinks is any good Houston are better than people think. Mills is better than people think. Uh, he he threw for two forty and two touchdowns. Didn't didn't turn the ball over in the air. He had a I remember he had a fumble that he lost. He he fumbled the ball and lost it once. But um, the difficulty for Houston is going to be they don't have a lot in terms of wide receivers and guys for that are big playmakers for them to win. You know, win the game. They have Brandon Cooks, but is Brandon Cooks really all that good? He can kind of pass around a little bit. Um, you know, they're running back. They have the new kid, Pierce, who's the good running back, who's really quick. But yeah. Rex Burkhead kind of leads the way, is going to lead probably most of the way. He's super solid. Regardless, the points, it's too many points. Um, I think Houston will keep it relatively close. And I'd probably say Denver by seven. So anything above seven, I, I take Houston. So I'll take Houston. Yeah, I like your take. What I think is a big miss is that the Colts had five balls that they put on the ground. They only lost one, and obviously Ryan threw a pick. I mean, that's probably the easiest money that you can make on a weekly basis. Will Matt Ryan throw an INT? I don't care what the odds are on that. I'd be taking that every single week. But putting that ball on the ground, very very similar to kind of how the Panthers put the ball on the ground. It puts you in a bad situation. It sets up those late third and longs, and it just puts you in a tough place to actually uh, get first downs. There's no question that Indianapolis is a better football team. The Texans didn't do anything in the second half. I'm sorry, in the fourth quarter Mm. of that game, they did nothing. Uh, They were completely shut down. And why Mills isn't going to make mistakes. He's also, like you said, he doesn't really have any playmakers to throw to. So I think they're going to be capped there. Heading to mile high is a completely different ball game. I think uh, Denver is going to absolutely put a whooping on this football team. And you're going to see the new Denver Broncos in full swing. This is going to be one of those games where I'd bet 
first quarter on Denver, first half on Denver, and Ooh. ultimately the game on Denver. This absolutely is the survivor pick for me. Uh, I'm absolutely taking uh, the Broncos here. There's no chance that they lose. So, guys, um, the algo thing. Yeah, we care about that. The algo has Denver winning a close one, 23 to 20. Uh, pretty much in the same camp as you. You're getting close to seven points of value on the Texans. Guys, that'll do it for this edition of Backdoor Cover. We'll be back behind the paywall, although free for a few weeks. Yeah, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to drop this episode uh, either Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Then on Friday, we're going to drop the full Sunday slate. Uh, this week, it will be on the uh, the primary feed. Starting in week four, it will be moved behind the paywall. But So you've got a couple episodes coming to you before the end of this week, and then we'll have Sunday night, Monday night football picks coming out uh, over the weekend. Uh, go and to- one thing to add, I will say, uh, for those on Patreon, we're going to be uploading those immediately, so mm-hmm. you will get access to uh, the content as well as the picks uh, this evening. So that's patreon.com backslash backdoor cover. The link will be in the uh, podcast description of this this episode, excuse me, I can barely speak. Uh, go check it out. Go subscribe. Let's get going. Uh, let me play you guys out here. Another ep- excellent edition of Backdoor Cover. Uh, we'll be back uh, starting Friday. Thanks for listening. Recording stop.